the extreme rewinds your weekly look into one of extremes we look at ecw hardcore tv from episode one all the way to four on every pay-per-view special and now ecw on tin and in between you got myself paul and i'm joined as always by jay we interrupt this recording to tell you that taz is going to do something that shocks the wrestling world i might interrupt you one more once or twice more in the space of about 30 seconds to tell you that I respect that. We interrupt you to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, um, literally, I mean, yeah. I mean, we often talk when we started this, obviously, have milestones and moments and things that, that stand out. And this is one of those weeks. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, again, and we've talked about this, but for context, um, we were avid watchers of the Monday Night Wars, albeit on Friday nights in 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 the UK. Um, so even even in the UK, even on Friday nights, Nitro and Raw would start at the same time and be running on separate channels. So we would be sitting there clicking between the two, watching segments and watching bits and all the rest of it. Um, and the way we'd be keeping up with ECW is... Um, the, the 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 blossoming internet wrestling community. Um, I'm sure they'll turn out lovely. Um, and uh, watching the the pay per views that were on sale on on VHS and DVD. So context wise, the ECW one was a little bit more kind of up and around. But you know, watching what we did, um, Mike Awesome turning up, we saw, and then Taz you know, hearing about Taz taking the championship, we saw. So even not following it week by week, this is something that, that was was everywhere because this was height of Monday Night Wars and, you know, people jumping and you could be anywhere kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, really kind of a big moment in, in our viewing and, you know, what we're experiencing in real time with uh, ECW and yeah, the Monday Night Wars. I mean, this is... This is in the midst of the the, the craziness because obviously, um, obviously we talk about Nitro briefly first because basically the Nitro Russo Russo and Bischoff basically took over and it's open house anything could happen and this is the one where basically during a Kevin Nash segment Mike Olsen appeared um, took out Kevin Nash said it was too sweet of an opportunity and he was still obviously everyone knows he's still our current ECW heavyweight champion in the show that we're watching. So this is a big deal. Also, yeah. Shane Douglas returned in the same night taking out Ric Flair. He was with XPW at the time. He'd gone on there, done his famous shoot, because the Radicals yeah. had all just jumped. All left and jumped to the Fed, and Shane Douglas didn't go with them. He went to XPW, then back to WCW. So there's a lot of moving and shaking. So Mike Olsen was officially... Millionaires here. Club and... and- New blood, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't Hulk Hogan wrestling anymore. It was Terry Belaya, oh. with with F U N B on the on, written on his wrist tape. N B stands for New Blood. You can work out what the F U stands for, brother. <laughs> so um, I remember that. Didn't even go back and watch it this week. I remember that. Those big promos, last life. Yeah, which means it must be. We must almost be at the time of him laying down for, um, or, or um, yeah, Jarrett laying down for a uh, bash of the beach. So, whenever that is, 
I want to say August, or maybe it's just SummerSlam. Yeah, it must right. take so a couple of months away. Feels like the same sort of time. Maybe July, um, August. So basically, um, yes, this has happened. So Awesome is now no longer with the company, but there is a date, obviously, where he has to come and drop the belt. Because there was, was rumours at the time, weren't there, about he was going to turn up with the belt and throw it, and they reckon XECWs like Bam Bam, Shane Douglas, and apparently told him not to. You know how true it is, we don't know, but these are sort of all rumors that sort of spun around at the time. So, um, yeah, and obviously, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on ECW because of this. And to be fair, for a TNN show, I think they actually laid out a really good show, thinking people be watching them based off Nitro in the sense that, like, you've got a tag team title match. You've obviously got the heavyweight title. You've got the TV title match, RVD. Obviously, we'll get to all of it. But as it, to try and catch people's attention, I don't know if it's intentionally or not, but I, I feel like they actually they went for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, July 9th is Bash at the Beach. So it is, yeah, like six weeks, eight weeks away from here. Yeah. And... Um, Mike Olsen beats Scott Steiner to win okay. the heavyweight, uh, the US championship. Champion, champion. Um, so, yeah, so that happens. So, basically, Olsen's there, Shane Douglas, the feud, and Ric Flair. Interesting. But that's really the only real thing from Nitro. The rest is just sort of that. So, we jump to now the Friday of the same week, East WTN, episode 34, April the 14th, 2000. Uh, show kicks off with the normal kind of tin in dig. Um, intro starts, it's interrupted like Jay did with his shopping news tears in ECW kind of breaking news. Shock the wrestling world, yeah, which to be fair, it did at the time, yeah, yeah, yep, it massively did because it just sort of, I mean, uh, personally, just watching it, I don't understand why it just wasn't Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. But um we'll we'll yes, get there. So we get that. So basically um we cut straight to the ring. And you just literally as we get to the ring, Rhino's just almost goring Kid Cash instantly, then beats him and we hear that RBD is gonna confront the network later tonight. Yep. Um we then get Jazz going crazy at the back saying she hates Dawn Marie. And then she sees the devil man, which is obviously a sinister minister. Um, <laughs> he says about it, and he says, uh, "Was it they can have?" So, so, Dormer, so, 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 Jazz asks the sinister minister to put a hex on some like voodoo hex on Dawn Marie. Yeah, and sinister minister kind of goes, oh, "I could do that," but I'm really more into the mood of like you know having. Hanging out, having some beers, and having some sex. At which point, Jazz kind of gets flustered and declares that he needs Jesus. Which, which straight, it feels like a strange um, thing to say to a guy that you've just asked someone to put a, a voodoo curse on someone else. Um, yeah. But I did love, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of a, a, a fairly old joke. But um, I, I did uh, pop for his, his little comment. Obviously, yeah. he off, 
he looks at Mikey and he's just like, I guess she doesn't like beer. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, absolutely kind of, you know, beautifully Ooh. irrelevant and, and just kind of like, you know, just, just no kind of understanding that whatever. Yeah, but this is, um, um, the Sinister Minister and Mikey are, they're coming together now. I think they are. Mikey's doing really well. So, um, it's doing the world of goods. Uh, we get the breaking news about Taz again. It's still a thing, which is fine. We get our first match of the night, proper match of the night. Uh, ECW taking championship impact players versus Chetty and Nova. Uh, obviously, both Nova and Chetty beat the impact players in singles matches last week, sort of setting this up. So, it's what makes since we dive to this. And the match itself it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Fine, yeah. I think, is exactly the word to describe it. Yeah, it, it, it's fine. It turns into a bit of a a cluster at the end where Dawn Marie kind of saves the champs and then Jazz comes out again. Only to get pile-driven. By Storm. Yep, taken straight out. And um, Just Incredible uses the tag team title to sort of smack them in the face to get the assist and the win. So I, I I don't have an issue with the outcome as it is. However, if we kind of take off the fact that, you know, we're watching this in, in order, if we kind of look at to what we know comes up shortly, um, in that Just Incredible is going to throw down the tag title, relinquish the tag titles and go after the heavyweight championship. So they end up with vacant world titles. Yeah. Do you think they should have just let Chetty and Nova beat the champions here? Um, in hindsight, yeah, but I don't think that was their sort of So it's interesting. Time. This is the thing. It's interesting to kind of try and work out what they had in their eyes at this point. Um, I, I you know, they obviously. They I don't think they had anything. I honestly feel like their thing was WCW fucked them over. So the easiest thing they thought they could do is like call up Vince and be like, hey, do you fancy a WWE guy beating a WCW guy? And he yep. went, yeah. Um, but they knew that wasn't going to be long, so they already must have had someone in mind to beat Taz, which seemed to be Tommy Dreamer. When do you think they came to the decision of... of then Justin Credible's going to beat Dreamer. Well, Dr- and See, my, if, if my that's opinion. not booked out early in, then, you know, fine. But if you've already kind of got your eye on and then you can drop it too, then, again, title shots like this, is that not where you're kind of thinking, well, let's just get the belts off them? You can have Lance Storm pinned. You could have a little bit of a, a fuck finish yeah. to kind of build a little that's bit of tension true. between them. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could even have Dawn Marie cost them, and and that caused the tension between Lance Storm and Just Incredible. No, it would have worked. And to be fair, they sort of needed it because the Impact players are almost having to come back a notch and lower yep. themselves because they are they've been booked such a high level to the rest of the tag teams. They're now having to come back and lower themselves. I think it causes um. Issues, yeah, there's no. a there's a stagnation, isn't there? Yeah, without without knowing the plans, my gut basically <laughs> makes me feel like it was Taz won the belt, 
They didn't really know think past that. <laughs> Taz then probably refused to job to anyone but Dreamer. So I don't know who else really was there that he would lose to. And then um it'd then be sort of Dreamer didn't ever want to be ECW champion. So he, he would have then said, I want to lose it straight away. I do remember at this point, though, while Taz was champion, obviously you get the Taz-Triple H match on SmackDown. You do. I, and, uh, I still think we should wander next week to SmackDown yeah. and watch it. Yeah, we'll find it and watch it. Cause I remember Dreamer taking a horrific pedigree, as in the, his selling. Yeah. I'm massively overselling the pedigree. But um, yes, I think it was just, um, I'd imagine, I mean, I might be wrong. I just, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know who else they could have. I mean, they could have done anything. They could have Rhino just destroy Taz and be the heavyweight champion. But you could do, you could do a three-way dance where Dreamer takes the pin. Yeah. You know, a single full three-way dance where, where Dreamer takes the pin. You don't have to do kind of an elimination thing. It's it's what or, or you know both people get Taz out first exactly like they did when Taz was on his way out. Um, yeah, you could have you could have done something. It just it it, it feels again it's kind of like trying to build the shock of like and then this happened and it's kind of where was that in your planning because you kind of continue to destabilize all other championships to try and get this pop. And, you know, you could have done that in a little bit. Lo- you know, it's still a pop if, Dreamer, if, if you know, Credible runs out and beats Dreamer straight away and blah, 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 if he's not the tag champion. It's just neater because, you know, it's, it's, you don't then have to kind of explode the tag team champions in the same sort of way. Yeah, no, but I just, I mean, I, just in a really weird, I mean, their the roster just seems so thin at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Or just or just too much of a divide. Maybe that's and if you're going to do that thing. transition thing, I mean, you know, Taz, Taz is the great choice because of the eyes, the pop. You know, again, you and I knew about this because we were watching WWF at the time. Um, yeah. So we knew about it because it was all over their TV. So, you know, for, for the impact, it's him. Um, but if you're just doing a transitional champion to bring someone else in, um, and, and, and this is inspired by the video package we'll talk about when we get to Hardcore TV. Um, yeah. You know, Sandman for the fourth run. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it should have been. I mean, you know, him, him run out, he gets the, the he, he canes... Cred, uh, awesome! He gets the win. Crowd go crazy. Sam Incredible uh, walks in and destroys him. Uh, if that's what you want, that was enough. But um, yes, yeah, so we had that match, and basically, yeah, Impact players retained. Um, and we've been talking about it. Basically, next we do get the match with Taz defeating Mike Awesome for the title. Seemed very strange. Taz coming out with the two Zeds. Um, the orange music. t-shirt and the, orange the t-shirt. WWE music, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's very strange that it is. Well, and, and you know, it's it's one of those kind of weird things, isn't it? In the sense of, we will see 
later on when we do one night stands the 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 the, the disgust when it's the WWE version of ECW wrestlers who come out yeah but you know the shock fact uh, you know, it, it kind of shows. You know, you can be as, as as cool a wrestling fan as you want. When the pop's real, the pop's real, and you're gonna you're gonna you know just geek out like everyone, and you're gonna react like you know like the fan that you are. So, you know, the for all the kind of you know fuck WWF WWE fuck WCW blah blah blah. Um, when that music hit, everyone knew who it was. Exactly, and everyone lost their mind. But yeah, um, yeah they had a, oh, a short match. It was always going to be, but um, yeah, thanks to the assist from Tommy Dreamer, Taz beat getting Michael. his revenge for awesome getting the bounty on him. Yeah, should have killed. There him I was. Chance. There I was worried that storyline was going to go nowhere. In their defence, Michaelson did just kind of fuck off. It would have gone nowhere. But at least you can sort of allow. No, Dreamer got the win. We know that's the end. If Dreamer gets the win at the end, that that means he's won the feud. Saw it with Brian Lee. Saw it with Raven. Saw you know that's the end. It's true. Dreamer got the last word in. Surprised he didn't um, beat him with the awesome bomb. Innovate that violence. Uh, Uh, We'll we'll get on to innovation in a little bit. So he, he innovates his fashion sense. Taz is your new champion. Um, obviously, I remember it. I remember the other side. It would be interesting to see the fallout from this. Like, I know he obviously did the the Cyber Slam match. I think he did, but I can't. I don't know if he did anything else. So I don't think he does. And um, Cyber Slam is not one of the specials that's on. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm sure he does. He, he'll have to do a promo or something setting up the match. But that's what I was thinking. But yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we're going to get an appearance of him on Hardcore TV or whether this is all done on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, but now we're um, trying to hunt down what we can because it is fairly interesting. Uh, main event time. The obviously I spoke about it last week. The ECW Television Championship to Jerry. Versus Crazy versus Guido. We've seen these guys in many combinations in many matches. It does add a little bit to it, having that title on. Yeah, and and the the viciousness of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was far more hardcore than we're used to seeing them do, especially in a three-way setting. Um, and, and I think those two things for me um, made this a really good match uh it just you know different don't we know they work amazingly they've always worked amazingly we've always kind of said but you know could you spot this one could you pick this one out from a lineup of a thousand matches they've done and for me this week uh because of the title stipulations because of the 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 plunder um yes i i, I think this is a different match i think if you were looking for you know a specific match this could be the one that you were talking about rather than you know the, the fairly generic ones we've seen all the way through. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty brutal at points. Uh, no, agreed. What is a, a great match, and it's definitely worth um, this whole episode. I think it's going back and worth checking out if you haven't seen it for a minute. Yeah, 
a lot is covered. And like I said, I do think, I mean, we obviously naturally you have weeks where you're critical about some of the booking, but I think throwing every title on the line in the one show, I think it is the right thing to do. <laughs> not, sure. Albeit maybe not through choice. True that, but I do think it was the right um, yeah. decision. If you think there might be a chance we might have X amount of people's eyes to see how you get out of this, you, they did it right. Um, few eliminations, but in the story, Tajiri does pick up the TV title and he's your new champion with the network now. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone gets involved. Carino's involved. Cyrus is involved. Rhino's involved. Everyone gets involved. But, uh, yeah, uh, Tajiri with the Red Mist and everything else. Managed yeah. to get the win. All good. Cyrus comes out, says he's drunk on power. As soon as he said drunk, obviously that's a trigger word for the Sandman to come out. Sandman does pretty well cleaning house. Um, yep. They obviously do get the better of him in, in the end. And as he's down, basically RVD music uh, hits. RVD sort of um, comes out. I can't remember what Rhino said. This is going to fucking kill him or something. Yeah, so so Cyrus is talking about if you get in this ring, I'm going to suspend your license. I'm going to this, I'm going to go that. And Rhino's like, you know, basically let him come because I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> just, it's just Rhino. It works. Yeah. Um, RVD does get in there. He, he looks pretty active in the cleans house. He looks good. And then has a standoff with Ryo. Yeah, which is everything leading to and everything wants. So that's fine. That's good. It would have been nice to bring RVD back and have him kind of maybe beat Taz for the title as a shock appearance if he was ready to go. Yeah. 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 Um, but, Scotty Anton is with him and yeah. does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And that was the end of that. Which takes to Hardcore TV, episode 364, April 15th, 2000. Obviously, the next day, show kicks off straight away, breaking news, tells blah, blah, blah. We then get the first match of the night, Danny Dorian and Roadkill versus Steve Carino and Jack Video. Obviously, Dorian and Roadkill could be taking champions if they ever got a shot. Number one contenders, Daniel. Apparently so. For that's worth. Nothing. It's worth nothing. Worth nothing. It's easier if you lose than you just get a title shot ages before. Yep. Um, I was kind of shocked that Dorian and Roadkill beat Carino and Victory, but then I feel like it makes sense for their growth. Carino's at this tweeny stage where he can win, he can lose, and you accept both. It doesn't affect a lot. But I think, Dorian especially when just... um, uh, when when Victory's taking the pin. Yeah, exactly. And Dorian and Roadkill. They, they do need to get in the mix. They deserve to be in the mix, whether you're a fan of the team or understand their team. They are like one of the, the best constant teams they've got at this point. Yes. So, I mean, their pro road's a bit off, but they're still sort of learning as they go. And I think it sort of makes sense that um, they got the victory. Um, highlights of the triple threat match we just spoke about with obviously Crazy Tajir and Guido. And obviously, that goes on with all the Sandman bits and everything afterwards. We get a little bit of breaking news. Still ending in the same place, which surprised me because they, they both ended with like the, the RVD and Rhino kind of standoff. Yeah. And I, I felt like they what they usually do is if that's where it cuts at ECW on TNN, you usually get another couple of minutes 
on hardcore TV just to kind of say you can see it end. And it looks like we'll probably get that next week. Yeah. Um, so it's just a very strange place to leave it, especially in the middle of a show, because, you know, and, and what happens? Um, yeah, no. So it's strange that they're kind of, it still feels a bit strange that that's where they cut it, but, you know, I think we'll see it next week. I think so. We then get a Falls Count Anywhere match. Tommy Dreamer with his FTW vest versus the Baldies. Yes, so um, Dreamer's still pissed off that uh, the Baldies tried to cash in the bounty um, because um, I think he's still pissed off with Raven for putting the bounty on him, even though it wasn't Raven who put the bounty on him. But yeah, he's still pissed off. Um, so he's agreed to this match, but it's three on one. He needs a tag team partner. Um, Sandman's been taken out. Balls Mahoney is an emissary for ECW at FMW in Japan. So he's off doing that and nowhere near. Um, I can't remember. Who, oh, Raven hates him and someone else isn't available. So uh, he's on his own. Surely no one can help him. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, yeah, so so Dreamer in his street gear apparently is an incredibly baggy FTW vest. And not one of, you know, the, the tight-fitting wrestling vests that you might buy at a wrestling show thinking it's a long sleeve T-shirt and getting it wrong. <laughs> oh. But rock, but rocking very coolly anyway. Um, yeah, no, this is... This, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't get the vest. I don't get why it's a, a, a Taz one. Um, yeah, it just it just felt like trading on cheap pops for you know desperately trying to get you know a Taz residual pop um, from old stock. And also, you're kind of almost. Teasing that Taz is going to be your partner to come out and save yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which a, a bit of a he isn't. There. No, he's not. But we do get a return in Orange New Jack. Henry. How do you feel we about do. returning New Jack? Um, uh, fairly ambivalent. Um, I just the whole thing sort of surprised me because I just thought, wow, like. You sort of almost think, like, uh, I don't know what kind of condition he's in. But, um, I guess the bit that, for me, that I didn't really think about until I thought about was the XPW stuff wasn't the very first, the very next time him and Grimes were together. No, that was, that was just always viewed as um, the receipt. Yeah. But but for me, it, I I think I always kind of assumed it was the receipt because it was the first opportunity that that New Jack had to 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 equalise what happened. Okay. And the answer is he's had plenty of opportunities. He's been in locker rooms with the dude. He's been in rings with the dude. You know, it just was that night. He was pissed off and decided to do it. Yeah. Um, which for me is different to the, the narrative I've obviously made up in my head, which is this was the next time they were in the ring together. So it makes sense it's then because it's like as much as, you know, this makes sense because, you know, this is my first opportunity to get revenge on you. 
except it wasn't. Yeah, yeah no, it's kind of, so it's just so strange. Like I said, that New Jack sort of came out. I mean, obviously, it's great that he came out. I'm not not disputing that. I think it's important that he sort of you know came out. It was really nice, but um, yeah, yeah, like really like strange. But um, it's good to see him back. I don't know what kind of sort of shape he is or anything like that, but he he is back. He is, and and back doing, you know the the changed his style, made it safe. You know, tries to make sure he's not going to put himself in that. Oh no, no, just throwing himself off stuff and hitting people with stuff again. They did pick up the win though. Back to New Jack being New Jack. Yes, they pick up the win. I mean, it's fairly decent. It's a completely like um, it was just going around the ring carnage kind of match. It's nice to get one of these in ECW every once in a while because they're not as frequent now with the way it's sort of. No, it is. It isn't every single week. No, it's not. It's, so it's it's sort of nice when you do sort of almost go back to the old school. I guess the origins of ECW, where they are just sort of brawling round, and you see sort of Dreamer holding on stairs for dear life and trying to get thrown off. And there's some decent. It's a decent enough match. And someone sitting on a table for six minutes as New Jack it's tries to team. find his way up to the highest point. Bless him. Um, before the match go, before the show goes off the air, we get their um, traditional history of ECW title video, which again is is you know changing the subject, but it's something that AEW could have done to create a lineage for a belt. Yeah, I mean they've not got much to talk about yet. I think they're only yeah, on but... champion four. Um... But no, I mean, you know, the opportunity, and I'm sure we will say it, the opportunity to remind people of how you've got here, I think is is a good one and one they should take as often as possible. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a romantic story. We know it's a romantic story. We're having lived through it and seen it. Um, I, I, I still enjoy it. I still, you know, I, I, uh, watching it, I still you know, smile watching things like Shane Douglas throw the belt down and, um, you know, Bam Bam holding the title up, even though that was absolutely sodding pointless in the grand scheme of everything. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the two Raven wins, the three um, uh, Sandman wins, the, the Mikey Whitbreck stuff, um, the Taz stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it, they, they know how to put a, a, a narrative together. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, agreed. I mean, it works. I mean, it, it was fun, fun for us as well because it's a good trip down memory lane and stuff as well. After everything we've sort of we've gone through the times. Yeah, it was quite nicely nostalgic. So, for instance, um, watching woman swing the cane to knock Steve Austin's leg out so Sandman could cover him and get the pin. Yeah just kind of reminded me of how good they were together and, you know, dreamer, um, you know, and all that stuff. It, it was, it was a really good, um, yeah, just, just, especially considering, you know, we're so far in now and we are far closer to the end than we are at the beginning. Um, it just reminded you of some of the amazing stuff that, that we've seen on our journey. 
exactly. And I remember watching this one on Bravo, I believe it was. We did get this one over. Obviously, it was, eventually, yeah. yeah. It was weeks. It was, it was about a month or two months later than obviously awesome debuting. But we, we did eventually get to see this episode. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's that. What's, what's your match of the week? My match of the week is uh, the Triple Threat. Um, I thought the tag team match was good. I thought you were uh, heading for that one. But, um, and I, you know, the, the Taz awesome match is historic. Um, yeah, it's not partially because you've got a. It's business. Awesome didn't want a war. Taz probably didn't want a war. It was just a business. No, I mean, it's, 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 as matches go, it's a historic match. You know, you've got a WWE contracted talent pinning and tapping out an easy WCW contracted talent for the ECW championship on an ECW show. Um, So from that side, it's historic, but it wasn't great as a, as a, as a belt to belt match. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think that as, as I was saying at the time, you know, as I, as I alluded to at the time, it's, um, they don't have bad matches, Guido, super crazy, Tajiri, we've always said that. Um, what they do have is very similar matches, and this wasn't one of them. Um, you know, this match did stand out from what they have done a thousand yeah. times. I think watching... You know, it's one of those matches that you really kind of catch the the Tajiri growth as well and evolution uh, where it's been over the last few months. Um, he's just such a better performer than he was even when he was facing Taz for the, the World Heavyweight Championship. He's really just kind of finding his his stuff now. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, brutal at points, technically sublime at points. They 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 knew what they were doing. They had it all. Uh, so that's that's my match of the week. That's a great choice. Uh, you can get involved in the conversation. Simply go out underscore sports arena on Instagram on Twitter. Obviously, we like what we've been doing, but keep tagging us in those posts. Or if you just fancy a chat about ECW, just message us. We'll happily chat about ECW. We always enjoy that. If you've got memories of a show or anything else, it is always good. Um, happy birthday, Blue Meanie. This is Legendary Extreme. Depending on when you listen to this, his birthday's around this time. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm done. Well, in that case, um, in honour of the ECW heavyweight package, seeing the franchise front and centre, uh, I'm going to take one from the past and say, "Cut the fucking podcast." <laughs>